Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, everyone. It's V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live with my main man, El Cuco, working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast is coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean? Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. The links are in the description box. And also check out our paid sponsors, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com, for all your CBD edible goodness. And with that being said, El Cuco, what's going on, brother? Hey, I apologize for my tardiness. It's it's you, completely my fault. You most are the of worst. Time, most of the times I can blame it on B, which I think I all of our listeners <laughs> will agree. Like, can I get can I get a, a yes in the chat room that most of the time is V, not me? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Come it's on, Hobo, me. Linda. It's usually me. It's usually me. I'm, I'm, uh, Alan, like nobody's agreeing with me. That's perfectly fine, but I'm doing great, brother. Hey, I'm, I'm recovering from you. a hard night of banana daiquiris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, folks, we are here, and uh, we're live, and we're live, man. I, I love it. Anyway, uh, Siege, lots of things going on. we got Harley coming up next, so stay tuned for that. Uh, he's going to be on at Yes. You know, um, he's going to have a lot to say. He's got a lot. I'm sure. I'm sure. Siege, what do you want to get into? There's a lot going on. The Afghan situation is hot. You seen the latest data out of Israel? Did you see the latest data out of Israel when it comes to Kobe? Oh gosh, I I posted this on my my personal profile, and this are you talking are you re- talking about the study B yep, that Israel the na- yes, natural yes. immunity? Yes, let me bring this up because I I mean this is very this is very significant so that most people understand. Here we go. Here it is right here. V this I think this is the one that you're referring to, and that's the fact that natural immunity is much more effective versus versus the the jab. Uh, I'll let you go. Go for it, brother. Yeah, the study was uh, described by Bloomberg as the largest real-world analysis comparing natural immunity gained from earlier infection to the protection provided by one of the most potent vaccines, their jabs, currently in use. A few days ago, we noted how remarkable it was that the mainstream press was finally giving voice to scientists in criticizing the Biden's push to start rolling out and doling out booster jabs. While the study further questions the credibility of relying only on the jab, Given that the studies showed that the jabinated were ultimately 13, 13 times more likely to be infected than those who were previously infected and 27 times more likely to become symptomatic. 
this is coming from the country that has the largest percentage of jabbed people in the world siege. This is a straight-on kick right in between the plums for truth and reality. And so much for those who say, trust the science. It's just science. These axioms, it makes me sick. Yeah. Well, and and V, I completely agree, like on all fronts, that there's a lot of, you know, disinformation that's out there. Let, let's let's be honest. It's it's there. It exists. Um, at the same time, there has been a lot of discussion from the American people that could have yielded significant results, V. Significant results as we relate to this combat, this battle against COVID. And I think it's real. However, in saying that, I don't think that we see a lot of discussion from either the so-called experts, the so-called government entities that want to portray themselves as the authority V, the authority of how we should counter COVID. And what I mean by that is that if you take a look at the most of the, the media, most of the information coming out from the CDC, the, um, the FDA, uh, there's very little discussion in regards to either one, natural immunity, natural defense mechanisms, how to bo- boost your immune system. And the fact be, and this was covered m- recently on a Joe Rogan podcast. Yes, I'm a fanboy. Admittedly, I'm a fanboy of Joe Rogan. I love the show. Um, the show I, awesome. wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep with them, um, but, but I'm a fanboy, okay, just so that everyone's clear. But there, there was a great discussion in regards to when you take a look at the raw data, okay, and I don't want to mess this up. We'll, we'll, we'll jump into some of the, the discussion here in a minute. But he had a he had a doctor on that that I think that she was kind of pro pro vaccine and that's perfectly fine that's that's your freedom that's your liberty if you want to get the jab go for it that that's on you but in this conversation V had talked a lot about like some of the impact the direct impact in regards to the uh, comorbidity or the amount Morbidity. of yes yes of of people who have actually died here in the United States of of COVID. And when you look at the raw data, you don't you don't get that information from from the media. And that's the fact that most of the people who have significantly suffered the most from COVID as it relates to either hospitalization, uh, death, are people who have really struggled with three or four different complicated health related issues and very little V who've actually died of just strictly COVID. Correct. 100 percent correct. I don't think anybody has ever died from the straight coof. And I don't think anybody who's between the ages of 19 and 54 who is in perfect health, who have no comorbidities, ever even had any any debilitating, hospitalizing, running to the ER type coof-like symptoms at all. I think the majority of people shook this off. It's not a big deal. And the whole data... I don't care how many idiots want to go there and hyperventilate about wearing masks and this, that, and the other. The data still remains. It hasn't changed. We have, at this point, over 21, 22 months of data, okay, showing a 0.002% fatality. And I don't think, okay, New Zealand, I don't think Australia, I don't think UK, I don't think all you blue states out there that you should be locking down your population. I don't think you should be destroying the economies of your countries and your respective states 
for a 0.002% fatality rate. And this is why you always hear the damn bought and played for media always repeating cases, 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 cases. They're not talking about hospitalizations. And the hospitalizations that have occurred, and we have over a year's worth of data on hospitalizations at this point, right? In the peak of this hysteria, the hospitalizations are nothing of the sort that is out of season than that we see on a typical year. Nothing has increased or spiked. Hospitalizations haven't gone up year after year. It's the same pattern, number one. Number two, the death rate. The same amount. Guess how many people died in 2020? Same amount of people that died in 2019. Same amount of people that roughly died in 2018. Same amount of people that died in 2017. The death rate, the way the media and the politicians hype it, right? You would think that there would be an incredibly acute rise in the death rate, but you, you, you don't even see that. You don't see that at all. It's the same amount of people. So what is this all about? The stupid mask wearing, which we know that a virus is only one micron, a mask is 82 microns. It is like shooting a BB gun through a chain link fence. It it doesn't make any sense. You could wear five masks. It still doesn't work. So what is it all about? This is what people need to gravitate towards, start hammering at their state and local level, and then push this thing over. Because the moment we say no as a people, that's when this whole BS stops. Mm. Mm. And this this is going to sound cold. This is going to sound inhumane, but I think it speaks to like, you know, herd immunity. And that's a fact that like the sooner that we all get COVID, the better, (laughs) the sooner that we all get, I'll say it again, the sooner we all get COVID, the better. Are are people going to die? Probably that's, that's going to occur. But however, people die every day. People die from automobile accidents. People die from, from cancer. People die from drug addiction, the opioid addiction. I'm just glad the FDA never approved any opioids, V. Um, I don't think the, the FDA ever approved any of those opioids that have cost the taxpayers billions of dollars. <laughs> but never in this discussion, V, do we talk about obesity in our country. Obesity do we talk, is do, a disease. Do we talk about, and it's not fast shaming. It, it, it's the fact that, like, Literally, I gassed up the other day, and I probably have shared this story before, so slap me because you probably heard it before. I was gassing up my car, V, and literally, as I was watching, as I was fueling up my car, a obese lady person who had her mask on, you know, comes walking out from the gas station with a donut, like a a donut in her hand, a large slice of whatever gas station pizza that they sell and a 32 ounce big gulp soda of whatever her soda of choice and preference was. Now, if we're really going to combat disease, if we're really going to combat viruses in our country, we need to talk about the, the massive amount of health problems as it relates to obesity as it relates to the 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 our our food supply and and we don't talk about that we don't talk about vitamin d deficiency and when you break down v like if stop me if you've read this part but i think this is pretty pretty important like in this study that came out from israel which again was one of the 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 top vaccinated countries that that exists i can't remember what their vaccination rate but it's huge it's, it's very like significant 96% yes like yes so this report that's coming out, and this is on scientificmag.org. This isn't on beforeitsnews.com or, or 
you know, some other third party site. <laughs> before, before the, news. the news analysis relies on the database from Maccabee Healthcare Services, which enrolls about 2.5 million Israelis. The study led by Tal, Padalon, and Sivan Gazette at KSM, the system's research and innovation arm, found in two analyses that people who were vaccinated, okay, people who were vaccinated in January and February were in June and July and the first half of August, six to 13 times more likely to get infected than unvaccinated people who were previously infected with the coronavirus. Mm. In one analysis comparing more than 32,000 people in the health system, the risk of developing symptomatic COVID-19 was 27 times higher among the vaccinated and the risk of hospitalizations eight times higher. So, so again, um, this speaks volumes in terms of, of, of immunity, in terms of the body's ability to our natural born defense mechanisms. And for those, for the most part, who, again, getting back to two points, for the most part, those who become, who become ill with, with COVID, the mortality rate is less than probably 3% across all age groups, across all different types of demographics. And, but when you pinpoint the people that, who have died, B, it's, it's more of a complex health-related system. And we don't have any of those conversations. And until we do, we're not going to win this battle against COVID. And the answer right. cannot be boosters. The answers cannot be from Pfizer that we feel that in the event of a variant that we can modify the jab to counter whatever variant that exists. We can develop that in three to six weeks. Yeah, it's a myth. It's a myth, and it's going to happen again, right? So how many different variants can be out there? It, it, it's, it's kind of the same way that I refer to uh, penicillin B and, mm-hmm. and some of those other things. And the fact that for the most part, like when you look at from a, a young child to, to adulthood, most of the times, and it's, they have been so overprescribed that when a child develops a fever, cough, a cold, people feel comfortable like when you get a, a prescription, right? You don't ever go to the doctor and not feel comfortable when you don't get a prescription because you're like, I don't have the cure. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have what's going to happen, but it's, it's the same. And I'm not a doctor. Okay. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. So, so fair enough. Um, However, I do have common sense. I do have common sense. I do have street smarts. I do know for the fact that when you look at the amount of, of, of uh, prescriptions as it relates to penicillins and everything else like that, that's the reason why, because it become they, they're become so, so ineffective B is because we overprescribe them. Yep. We overprescribe them and 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 so this same the same results are going to happen with the jab that's related to versus a discussion that hey, you know what Americans, it's time if you're obese, it's it's time for you to get in shape, it's time for you to you know to, to join a gym and by the way, your gym membership is tax deductible completely. You can deduct every bit of the gym membership. You know, maybe 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 versus penalized people who are unjabbed. Like I, I heard that Delta is going to Delta uh, company is going to start charging unvaccinated people like a two hundred dollar a month uh, surcharge yep. on their premium. Yes, maybe we need to do the same thing for people who are obese. Yeah. That that if you're if you're fat, what uh, you that's that's fat shaming. <laughs> it's not fat shaming. I used to be fat. I used to be larger than what my body frame should have should have held. I think I was close to two sixty five, whatever, and. And uh, when I started having some knee and some, you, you know, pains that didn't exist when I was younger, I'm like, oh, shit, I better I better freaking do something when my kids were 
becoming faster and, and stronger and everything. I'm like, I got to be able to whip their ass when I need to be. I better get in shape, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't afford for them to like not be intimidated by me. So, uh, so, so that was the the whole reason about it. But I, I think I think it's time for a a makeshift natural shift in, away from all these things that we believe that science that big pharma. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but I I don't know if Pfizer has ever been fined for anything that they've done wrong. I don't know if Johnson and Johnson has ever been fined for oh, anything. They've, that they've... they've been fined. They've <laughs> had. <laughs> All right, this was a joke. I walked into it. <laughs> You're being euphemistic, and I walked right into it. <laughs> Go ahead, me. <laughs> no. No, I mean, dude, you're right. And look, I, I think uh, what what the COOF has shown us, right, what the COVID has shown us is if you've spent years and years and years neglecting your health, you, you've turned into a fat tard, not a lip tard, but a fat tard, um, and you got all these comorbidities, man, look, you got to get yourself healthy because it's the great equalizer. I mean, look, let's be honest here. People who are extremely obese, morbidly obese with, you know, with, you know, 1.5 to 2.6 comorbidities attached to it, a, a common cold could put you out. A flu could take you out. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's the great equalizer. It, 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 what, what, what should be done is a national push to get Americans healthy. But there's no financial incentive to that the only industry we have left in this country which is pharmaceutical siege and damn it man i can't watch a single television show without three thousand drug commercials do you go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning oh yes i do do you have cravings in the middle of the afternoon and you feel hungry oh yes i do do you blink more than five times in an hour oh yes i do then you need this it's just ridiculous dude they have a drug for everything well, yeah, and people were, you know, pushed me on this because this was a post. I can't remember who I I took it from, but I I I borrowed it. And most people like do not realize that um, the the current uh, the former FDA head that used to head up the 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 FDA, right? Like, and people were like, "Well, who is this guy? What's his name?" And and you know, you know what he did. What what does he do? Is that like he currently like so he headed up the FDA from 2017 to 2019. And he currently is like on the, uh, he, I don't think he's the chairman of the board, but he's right up there on the board, the, the chairman of the boards with, with Pfizer company. Okay. So these are how these things work. And then people were like, oh yeah, this, this one person was also on, on, on the board. And now they, so, so this is how it works in regards to the profits that can be made. Um, but I, I agree. There is a lot of disinformation that, that is occurring regarding this and and I hopefully V I apologize I don't have it forwarded to that point where uh Joe breaks down like the actual real raw data yeah. of deaths of covid but I'll try to I'll try to fast forward to that point yeah, but yeah. I I'd like to okay yeah, oh here we go Rogan experience but you know the since we're on this topic can we talk a little yes. bit about vaccines cuz I'm it's something I've I have seen a lot of misinformation like on everywhere <laughs> facebook on you know different news media outlets and and i think there's really like some some main ones that that i just feel are causing harm and so um there's really eight of them we don't need to talk about all of them but i think the eight really are that you know SARS-CoV-2 is not that bad COVID-19 is not that bad and you know vaccines basically don't prevent transmission 
spike protein from vaccines are cytotoxic, therefore they're really bad. Um, that vaccines are going to cause something called antibody-dependent enhancement, which is going to make you have a more severe disease. There's the vaccines are going to cause infertility. There's the um, vaccines are going to cause a more virulent, virulent um, strain or variant. And then there's one more that, um, oh, alternatives to vaccines exist right now that are just as good. And I think that there's a few of those that are really, I mean, just like blatantly, they're wrong. All of them, I think they're, but I mean, you know, there's some that are more important than others. And I think that I would like to talk about them. Um, you know, I think first and foremost, the there's like two groups of people, mostly. One take thinks COVID-19 is bad, doesn't want it, gets, wants the vaccine. And the other one that thinks it's not that bad and uh, that the vaccines may be harmful. And there's also Do you people. think the vaccines are harmful to anyone? Well, of course. I mean— Do you know anyone that's had bad reactions to vaccines? I personally, interestingly, the only— I know a lot of people that have gotten vaccinated and the only person that I know that had something was like she had a headache for like a week and a half and then it went away. Um, oh, no. Another person I knew had like nausea for like a, a couple of weeks. They were like nauseous more more frequently, but it went away. Um, you know, do you think you would feel differently if you knew someone that had, had a stroke or someone who's had heart attacks, perhaps young people that have? Well, I, it's hard to say. So, you know, I do – people react differently. can't even look obviously. at Joe in the when eyes. you're giving, you know, <laughs> and, more than 169 million people are vaccinated, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's half our adult population is is vaccinated, fully vaccinated with COVID-19. And um, it's not zero risk. People are – some people are going to have an adverse reaction. And – they do. It's a big world out there. You know, like if you were to give 169 million people a peanut or a shellfish, like some people are going to have very adverse reactions. Some people right. are going to die. Like it's the big world. But he cuts you know, off here in a second with the, with the stroke or the heart attack. You know, you have to like like so if you're trying to compare, for example, let's say, you know, you're looking at actual COVID-19 deaths and from heart attacks and strokes and mm -hmm. you're looking at the vaccine adverse events reporting site VAERS, Right. And, and that as well. You know, you have to realize that basically in the United States, like in 2017, there was a publication in the Journal of Circulation. Someone dies from cardiovascular disease every 30 seconds in the United States, like every 30 seconds. Most of those people are above the age of 50 and certainly most are above 65. But every 30 seconds, someone's dying from cardiovascular disease. Every right. 40 seconds, someone in the United States has a stroke. Every four minutes, they die from a stroke. But this is also very, very rare in young people, particularly young, healthy people. But one thing that has occurred in young, healthy people that have been vaccinated is myocarditis. And yes. some people have had blood clots, like quite a few blood clots. And there's speculation, right? The Salk Institute released that paper about the uh, spike protein causing uh, some sort of deterioration of the blood vessels. Did you read that? I looked at the spike. I lo I've been looking at a lot of the um, spike protein. and That's from COVID-19. They're discussing it. They're talking about from, right. yeah. From, from the actual disease itself. Yes. So, um, you know, first of all, like they're. I'm going to try to forward to the to the actual like, point that I was wanting to get to. Hang um, on, I talked about caused by two things. One, that they've been uh, infected with. Do you think it's their immune system that fights it off? Like, what do you think is happening? In people over the age of 50, um, 
And if you look at like most of them have four plus comorbidity factors, right? Here it Isn't is. Is that the average? I don't know if it's four plus I think for average for. I think the comorbidities increase. Yeah, I think. Let's they find increase. out what the, what the number of comorbidities are in terms of like uh, Death. the deaths. It used to be two point six, but I think they raised it to four. Really, the yeah. number of them are four. Okay, I think well, so. So I might be wrong, but so, I know it was at least two point. Joe's eyes are like you're so full of well, shit, I'm but healthy. I just don't want to say it because I heard <laughs> you on my podcast. Right. I yeah. mean, so so what what should I do? Like, should I you know get vaccinated or or should I be exposed to the virus? And I think there's a lot of evidence, and there's multiple lines of evidence. One, you know, there are people with mild symptoms that are getting post-acute COVID syndrome. They're getting this, what people call long-haul COVID. And a lot, they can't and even the define what it is. What do you think that is? What is post, what is long-haul COVID? I don't know what it is. I think <laughs> it depends say on it. The, the symptoms. I think there could be a variety of causes for it. Um, you know, so there are people, and most of it, this is happening <laughs> teenagers to like 50. Most of the people that are older are not getting this long-haul COVID. It's like happening in people that are mostly not being hospitalized people that don't get hospitalized originally, like they have mostly like pretty mild symptoms, in some cases, even asymptomatic. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a study published in um, The Lancet like last year showing there was a sevenfold increase in stroke incidents in people under 50 in the United States compared to the year before that, before the pandemic started. And that is this probably was, because the spike protein that causes this deterioration of the blood vessels and blood clots. Is that what it is from well, the from the virus? Well, I don't know what it is. I mean, there's lots of things, you know, viral blood clots, like just like that's like known from other viruses. Like that's some there's inflammation. The spike that's the spot. Yeah, there is an average of four point zero additional ah! conditions or causes of death for data on deaths involving COVID nineteen by time period, jurisdiction, and other health conditions. For this is only five percent. COVID was the only cause, and then for so for only five percent of the COVID deaths, COVID nineteen was the only cause mentioned. So out of those six hundred thousand people that died, only five percent died just from COVID nineteen. Did you catch that? Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Average person that that drops dead from the coof four four point something comorbidities, man. That's huge. That's huge. But instead of instead of isolating those people, instead of having those people get quarantined, instead of having those people mask up or more to, or, or or issuing them N95s or whatever the hell it is, right? And instead of telling those people, hey, listen, man, you need to get healthy. You need to get off the thirty different medications you're on. You need to drop about fifty pounds. You need to drop about two hundred pounds. Instead of doing that, let's just you know shut down the entire economy. Where a third of small businesses ain't coming back. Let's but that's staggering, right? Those, huh? those numbers are staggering. Like in terms of the total Shoot. percentage of people who actually died of of yeah. of, of COVID, it's like five percent of of everything. So therefore, everything that we're experiencing in regards to the renewed mask mandates, the economy, the the mandates, the COVID pass, the 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 billions, if not trillion dollars, are, are have been spent. Yep. Are dealt overall with probably a lower death rate, you know, only five percent versus a lot of other significant disease states, probably including right. suicide and opioids that are occurring in our country. B one hundred percent correct, and even that five percent, you can take that with a grain of salt because you 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 die from a a, a car accident. That the putting that as COVID, okay? So you 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 can take that even that five percent number with a grain of salt. The point is is that it's is, is this the attitude that we're going to take? 
Let's flatten the economy to flatten the curve. Let's destroy the economy to flatten the curve. Makes total sense. It's insanity, folks. It's not scientific. There's nothing science about it whatsoever. This is an agenda. How do you know it's an agenda? Because anybody who has, and look, this is how you know about climate change and all the other BS that goes along with it, right? It's an agenda. Because there's, if you look at every single body of scientific uh, uh, disciplines, there's no consensus in anything. The science is about constant debate, constant testing of these theories and hypotheses, right? It's not about fault. This is a dogma and an agenda. And anybody who rises well, up I mean, against so the agenda. People that are COVID-19 is going to make their. Yeah, anybody who rises up against the agenda is shut down. This is not fair. And people should be up in arms about this. People should be absolutely irate, livid about the way this whole entire thing is being treated. Because it's going to be us that's suffering. It's going to be us that's going to be falling behind the rest of the world and the emerging countries that are going to be leaving us in the dust in terms of their development as opposed to what we're doing here. It's ridiculous. It, it is. And, you know, kind of like Matthew Eret has conveyed to us many times. And, you know, people have made public comments in regards to the, the eugenics program that, that's, that's moving forward. But V, there's some real data that I think that we should all consider, and and one of which is the amount of of government expenditures. Oh God, yeah. The, the amount of government expenditures that occur on a federal level, where probably close to, close to eighty percent and upwards of government expenditures occur on people who are age sixty, uh, age of of uh, sixty of age and older, and that includes uh, Medicaid, that includes uh, Social Security benefits, all those things occurring. And, and so therefore, like if you look at the drain on the system, that's that's one, the amount of, of people dependent upon, you know, government expenditures. And we know the declining, you know, it, it's it's a fact that the declining population that's occurring right now, particularly because of the amount of fear that's being propagated with COVID. Number two, you take a look at, fa at the fact that uh, uh, quantum computing, uh, if you look at robotics, the the things that are occurring technology wise with manufacturing. We know that the future of of those industries, several in industries are going to be impacted by technology that they there's no need to sustain the jobs that are going to be able to to, to continue the the level of, of income housing for a significant amount of people. Uh, probably the the easiest thing that I can point to, which unfortunately government kind of drove this V was I went into a McDonald's for the first time in a long time. I don't think I've been to McDonald's in at least probably six months. And I was amazed V that there were no front service people at all. Every bit of your ordering process now is a kiosk it is a kiosk. And people are probably like laughing at me. They're like, you just now realize that. But so what, what I'm, what I'm getting at V and what I'm saying is that the future economies with technology innovation and then you compound that with the 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 need for for federal and government dollars to support does not warrant the population and its con our current trajectory of what population is doing. So, what better way v of being able to suppress, of being able to 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 change that trajectory than by strategically finding ways to lower the population. And, 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 and I, it, it, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist, call me whatever you want, 
But I think a lot of it makes a lot of sense just strictly due to financials and, and data. Yeah, no, it's absolutely right. And um, it's becoming more automated. It's becoming more centrally controlled. It's becoming more vertically integrated. This is problematic. It's extremely problematic, CJ. Unreal. And here's the crazy thing. Like, you know, technology could find different ways of yielding yielding things. Like, there are several different things that we can do to sustain population, to continue people to encourage to make babies, to have sex, to have fun. Um, but we don't do those things. We don't talk about, like, you know, vertical growing or or like there's ways of, of growing indoors and doing it vertically and or, or whether it's housing, like like, you know, housing housing opportunities that we could do micro homes and do micro gardens and and do like, you know, smaller things to kind of help us. But it's OK for that particular elite class to have their their uh, uh, 20,000 square foot homes or their their elite type of homes and their their private jets and all that. It's OK. It's okay because you know it, it's not for 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 the rest of the population, but but it's for us. And and if we're going to sustain our lifestyles, then we need to figure those things out. So this is a very complex problem uh, that we're experiencing, that we're navigating through as as humanity in general. And I and I talked about this earlier with uh, with Paul from the Sears report. But V, I I honestly believe with witnessing the the geopolitical. Uh, change it's occurring the the end of u.s hegemony uh the end of potentially the dollar is the world reserve currency i i firmly believe that we have a very unique opportunity to change things my fear is that most people will never understand that because we're so connected to and tied to the existing systems and platforms that we've been known to accept whether it's the 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 wall the wall street and the the dow jones with our our you know typical 401ks and all those things it could be the political system it could be the political system with the the democratic and and republican you know paradigms that that you know that that are put in place that we keep we keep sticking to these legacy systems that will not help us as a humanity evolve into what the future is going to entail and and the perfect example i can give you of that that just it didn't bring me to tears or anything like that, but I was just so thankful for, and that was watching the, the video, the people, and I believe it was in France, right? I think France is experiencing the COVID pass where you can't go to restaurant. You can't go to bars without oh, yep. the, the jab and everything. And you literally witness like humanity and people saying, you know what? We don't need that. We'll do picnics in the streets. We'll down, lay down blankets and we'll celebrate together. We don't need to go to those things. We don't need to participate in those things. So my message is, is, is it's long winded, but I think with it, you know, the best way for us to evolve and to change things is to stop being plugged into the existing systems, whether it's the banking, whether it's the political, the sooner that we can move forward and, and, and stop being at odds with each other regarding treating our political party affiliation, like a sports teams, the sooner that we can realize that, that we, we have a very unique opportunity here to propel and to move us forward. Yeah. My fear V is that we won't do it. Yeah. Right. I think we're just sitting around like a bunch of kids waiting for the other kid to waiting for somebody else to either come along and help us or tell us what to do or waiting for somebody in our own crowd to jump out and do something before we actually do it. Um, I'm hoping people wake up, man. It's we lose freedom. It's gone forever. And there's no way in hell that I'm going to be submitting to some medical police state. It's not going to happen. 
some medical security state, man, some biomedical security state. It's not happening. I don't want to live in that kind of life. I can't, you know, can you imagine, like, you go down the street, you just stop and randomly have being tested, and somebody's sticking a nose swab up your nose? I mean, it's just ridiculous. No, thank you. Put your foot down, folks. This ends tomorrow if you say no. Anyway, Siege, uh, anything else you want to cover? Nope, that's it. We got Harley coming up next. I'm excited right, to folks. see what Harley. I know Harley has a lot to say. No, oh, he's got a lot to say. I was reading his article, so it's going to be good. All right, folks, stay, keep it locked over here. Harley will be up at 12 p.m. Uh, keep it locked right here. Roguenews.com.